we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to the sit down at a Purely Arsenal podcast. It's four wins out of four. Top of the league. Neil was there. How are you, Neil? Uh, Odegaard was amazing. Odegaard. Very well, thank you. Odegaard, Odegaard, yeah. Odegaard. And I know uh, there's only one God in Arsenal, Dennis Bergkamp, but uh, yeah, uh, very, very good. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm fine. Thank you. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, very good. One God and uh, one Jesus as well. How are we doing, James? <laughs> that is, there's two Jesuses at two. Arsenal now. Um, and um, one of them's a lot better than me. No, I, I, I am very well. Um, the sun is in my eyes, but I tell you what doesn't hurt my eyes, and that's Arsenal being at the top of the league. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. I like that. Uh, we're gonna get you some. We're gonna get some to, to donate to a big giant curtains for you here. Oh, do you um, know what? It's it's just typical me of like I know it's on my list to do, but I just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna have two more weeks of it, and then it's gonna be rain every day, probably. Yeah. So you have to worry about it. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll wait for when it's international break, and then I'll get it done. Yep, 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 yep. That's that's a wise move. Wise move. But um, Fulham. Well, I, I mean, we didn't talk that much in the week mainly because I'm scared before every game to talk about anything um, about, you know, the, the danger of Fulham, really. I mean, Mitrovic is a proper handful. Um, but James, before the game, um, Friday, everything looked great. Everyone was fit bar Reese Nelson, and then it all changed. Um, when you saw the lineup and you heard about the injuries, James, did you have the same, you know, sort of oh, palpitations that you got at Palace away last season, or were you a bit calmer? Um. I was I was a bit calmer from the point of view of um, what I've seen. You know, I've seen a, a lot more improvement um, from this team since that Palace debacle of last season. And I, I know we won't touch into. I know we like to talk about what's happening now and uh, focus on the amazing positive instead of the instead of the negative of last year. Um, but no, I, I wasn't too, you know. Re, um, upset or worried um i thought obviously and i think everybody knows that now that the technical quality of the side would go down massively <clears throat> without those two players sorry excuse me and um yeah i wasn't wrong um i believe you know i, I said it on the last podcast that as much as i love tierney and this shirt that i'm wearing at the moment it's funny enough got tierney on the back of it but uh the te- technical wise He's nowhere near what Zinchenko gives this side. He's nowhere. He's nowhere near. And El Nini, for as much as he gets lambasted, and I don't think it's his fault. I think he does his job, which you know, <laughs> people expect a seven million pound player to be on the technical level of Thomas Party slash Perlo in his prime. And he, he's he, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he can ping a pass every now and then, but he, he's not that guy. He's not that. We know that. El Nenny is a guy that operates on safety. So instead of playing that line breaker that party will give you, he will rather play that five yard pass back to his centre back, out to his right back and what have you. So no, I, I thought there was still enough there to get us over the line. It did. And uh, 
again, I, I don't want to jump the gun if you've got it lined up. So rein me in if not. But you know, I, I know it's Neil's uh, one of Neil's favourite subjects as well. But um, I can see already, you know, the old peddling of the of the media narrative has uh, started to, you know, I, I saw the celebration police come back, and now all of a sudden, oh, you couldn't get as easy fixtures as that. I'm sorry, Sky and you know, BN Sports and whoever the likes of all of them that jumped in. You put us first against Palace because you thought you were going to get the same as what happened against Brentford. Liverpool played Fulham. Did they beat Fulham? I, 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 I thought they drew with them. I, that's what I watched. Finally got their first win of the season. Didn't they? And they're like, oh, you know, oh, you've only you, you've played two promoted sides. Well, so have you, Liverpool. I saw you beat one nine nil. You can't shut up about that. Yeah, the other one you played that's apparently rubbish and are definitely going down held you to a draw. And theoretically, they feel unlucky. They feel unlucky that they got they lost the, the draw against us. Yeah. And Leicester, Leicester are about the equivalent of what Palace are. I mean, that's Palace that you drew. I, I remember watching you draw with them as well. I don't remember you beating them. But I won at Palace, to be honest, at Anfield. I mean, they had some really yes. good chances. Yeah, they, uh, Zaha rattled the post in the second half. He should have scored that. It should have been the easiest tap-in he's going to get probably all yeah. season, but he's at the post. I just, oh, it does my head in. It does yeah. my head in. Well, we just got to keep doing what we're doing, haven't we? And uh, no, I agree with you on the on the. I mean, in hindsight, um, I I, did, I had no issues with El Nenny. I, you know, a couple of people mentioned things after the game. I never watched that game having an issue with El Nenny. And 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 in those types of games, because we were so dominant, um, he, he's absolutely fine. It's the games where you know it's back and forth. We need a little bit more from him. We need him to be bolder. We need him to be more vertical with his passing that we go, mm, I don't know if he's offering us enough here. But in fact, that, that, that's almost a great rotational game, you know, having him come in for a home game against a side that may well be in the sort of bottom six-ish. Um, I think, you know, it, it's not a problem. But I, I mean, t- I, I don't want to be too harsh with Tinny. We'll get back to him because he's had a long time out. And, you know, I I personally have seen some issues with Tierney way back before Zinchenko. I've kind of spoken a little bit about it, but without doubt, um, you know, he's a solid left back. And and without doubt, I think he's a lot better than what we saw on Saturday. But um, And I think we will see that. And I think he'll benefit from that. I think we took him off after about 60 minutes, didn't we? Um, well, that was the change. That was the change that we'll get to. Neil, talk to me. Um, what was the atmosphere like? What's the buzz like about the place? Is there a feeling that something big is going to happen this season. I'm not talking title necessarily, you are, but I'm talking, you know, um, the club getting back to where it belongs, you know, this feeling of connection with the players. Um, it feels like from afar, I've not I've not seen it that way for a while, but you're, you're there and, and living and breathing it. So tell us about it. Magnificent is the only word I can describe for it. Um, Every time I uh, go to a game, and then I'm, I might do a podcast with you guys, I say that I'm not seeing an atmosphere like it. Again, it lapped another level. Um, number one, I have not seen this connection, uh, fans and players on pitch, where we are probably... I mean, I, I, I personally thought that was our worst performance so far this season. and the, But the fans, you wouldn't have known it being at the stadium. Um, you would not have known it being at the stadium. My God, even when we went 1-0 down, supporters were 
insane. The way we got behind that team throughout the game, let alone when we went 1-0 down, was extraordinary. Um, I, I, whatever Arteta, whether it is just simply Arteta or it's, well, I mean, I, I would say a lot of it is to do with Arteta, to be fair, because at the end of the day, is. it's ultimately down the, it's down to the manager to, to bring in this culture, to bring in this identity, to bring in attitude from the players, you know, this mentality of, you know, never, never die. Obviously, you know, the other, you touch on the media having a go at us, they've been saying, oh, well, they haven't been tested yet, really, because they haven't come from behind. Well, we have now, and you're still, you're still having a go. So all we've got to do, we've got to not only win the Prem unbeaten, um, but win it 10 years running unbeaten for you to actually give us some credit. Pieces of pricks. But anyway, sorry to swear. I'll take that back. Uh, but we, let's, not, let's, not, let's not talk about that too much. And Richard Keys, because you can do one as well. But, um, yes, let's go back to the atmosphere. No, yeah, Richard Richard so, Keys. I, I I thought that Hasbuller had looked really grown up. He, he, he looked, you know, the has the yeah, he's a giant has, version, a he more square headed. Like, yeah, version. he looks he looks like Hasbuller has to me. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, no. Honestly, honestly. The, the, so yes, let's give Arteta firstly credit for it. Um, oh my God! I honestly, I sometimes you couldn't even hear yourself think it was that loud and that rocking. And when we uh, I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead of the, I'm not, not going to describe what happened, but when we actually went ahead, and when the when the whole whole stadium started singing, we are top of the league. I'm not kidding, guys. The stadium was bouncing. It was bouncing. It was absolutely rocking. It was phenomenal, and it was so nice to to see that and feel it because, as I said, I don't think it was one of our better performances. You know, you might expect it when we played out of this world, but you know, when we've, we, and it's just a massive turnaround, lads. It's just a massive, massive turnaround, you know, for varying reasons, including that chain, channel we'll never mention. Um, you know, there was so, the, the, the fan base had become so divided. It was fractious. It was just smashed to pieces. Um, I, I was saying to friends on podcasts, just generally talking to family, that the one thing this club needs is unity in the fan base to give us that spark to elevate the players when they're on the pitch, whether it's good times or bad times, and we don't have it because our fan base are kicking shit out of each other. So if they're not connected, how the hell are they going to connect with the with the players? And now we seem to have it. You know, I don't hear that animosity so much now. Well, certainly not when you're when you're there at the game. Um, you know, things like Twitter and things are never going to change. But you know, end of the day. It just seems that we're all now seem to be saying the same thing, saying the right things, doing the right things and supporting the players when they're on the pitch, which is the biggest, biggest plus you can get. So atmosphere, Jack, was absolutely brilliant. I can't fault it. Yeah, no, it looked amazing. And uh, almost everyone I knew other than James, I think, was there at this game for some reason. Everyone sort of collected around it. They knew this game was going to be, and it, what an epic game to be at. To be, I mean, we didn't think it was going to be like that. Obviously, beforehand, you'd, you'd you'd root for a, a comfortable win. James, I felt, um, I don't know, I mean, I see what you mean, Neil, because we've had some good performances, but in terms of when I look back at it and watch it, um, I felt we were, we were we were very dominant. 
um, you know, from start to finish, as you'd expect against Fulham at home, um, in fairness. Um, I guess we can't really go any further than talking about Odegaard, though, James, because I think he really ran it from the get-go, actually. Because even when, I think even in the first half when we were talking, it was basically like we were probing so many nearly, not testing Leno enough, right? One or two shots, testing him a lot more in the second half, which was good. But, um, but Odegaard, um, James, that's the sort of, performances we need that's the first time we've come back from a goal deficit um in the second half since 2013 i think and under arteta it was it was a huge question mark with this group wasn't it of count i think we did it once last season against wolves but other than that it was this you know oh can we can we come back from 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 um from a setback like that, so when it's against the run of play, can we continue to thrive? And I liked his substitutions. I liked how bold we were and how early we started to just really knock on the door. And I, I felt a lot more relaxed by it. But James, what are your thoughts on it? No, 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 no. You, you would do hundred percent. You sum it up. And um, it's like I put uh, in the group, didn't I? When Arsenal do their um, man of the match vote at the end of the game, when they put four players up, I went, you should just put Odegaard four times. Oh, um, no disrespect to anyone else that played um, the other night. I mean, um, I, I know we're touching on Odegaard now, so I'll leave the other players to one side for a second. But he did, yeah, he just he just ran the show, and that is exactly what we want to see and what we need to see because I don't understand these people. You know, Ian Wright said it to Alan Sugar that you you need more hugs. <laughs> How can you not watch this guy play football and enjoy him? He's incredible. On his day, when he is, you know, like we saw, you can't get better than him. You can't get better than him. And, you know, we talked before about, especially you, Neil, and me, talked about the captain's armband and how, you know, for a long time at Arsenal, that's, you know, it's it's like a pass the parcel. And then when the person actually gets it, they don't want it anyway. You know, I, we, we had a captain that was there and okay. You know, he scored a lot of goals for us and helped us win a cup. But when things were really bad, he wouldn't come out and front it. We, we'd have kids come out and front it because, well, I'm not doing that. Uh, you know, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm, no. This guy takes accountability. You know, before the game at Bournemouth, He's, you know, he's, he come out in all of our, you know, press, not the, not the press that we, you know, don't really want him to come out with, but he come out with our own one and said, yeah, you know, my goals and assists, I haven't been good enough. Goes and bangs in two against, he scores another one, scores another one this weekend. You know, that's, that's what you want. You want your players to be getting your numbers and you want to see a performance. And you know what? He could have had a lot more if Nketia, who I thought was great when he come on. But, you know, he had two bread and butter chances, which for him... I'll put one of which, those away. Well, that, well, this is it. That's what people are going to judge you on. You, you're known for being, unfortunately, you know, that tapping type striker. That you, you're, you, you know, the classic Wenger Fox in the box player. However, I think he's added more dimensions to his... I'm seeing him more as this line runner and everything now. He's coming out of the wide position and drifting inside. I'm seeing stuff from him that I didn't even know he had in his locker jack. I know I've always supported him. And if you didn't know it, I definitely didn't well, know it. Well, there you are. He's, he's he's adding another... And do you know what? I think people need to judge his whole game more than just 
the two chances because he actually was really, really good when he come on, and he was a big he was a big impact for, for helping us get that win as well. But no, Od- Od- Odegaard was he, he's sensational. He is. He really is. What a player, yeah, unbelievable player. And um, obviously, the, the 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 one big red flag on him is we want him to do it more often in the big games. But collectively, we've got to do that as well, haven't we? We've struggled in a lot of those. So, um, but yeah, I agree on Eddie. I think I think the biggest thing with Eddie is because um, I obviously had no faith in him. You can listen back to the old podcast, but his physical development has really surprised me. Like I feel like he's he's got faster and stronger, um, which usually happens a little bit earlier for players. Do you know what I mean? Like, is he 22 now? 23, maybe? So, but everyone develops at different moments, right? But he, he obviously has been working on that too. It's not just natural, but he's, he's been getting in the gym and working on it. Um, nothing like Liverpool, but you know what I mean? Working on it naturally. Um, so, <laughs> but um, it was weird, Neil, wasn't it? Because um, Odegaard, like James said, scored three in the last three. That's more than he scored in his last 24 Premier League games, Odegaard. We've talked about it for a long time, about he has to, his output has to be better. We see this fantastic player, and then we go back at the end of the season, and we look at his assists and goals, and we go, people looking at that, they're going to think, well, what does Martin Odegaard do? But we're sitting there thinking he's the best player we've got. And um, he, he's adding that. But he's really, even before that goal, you, know, you can see um, when the shot's on, he's taking it now. Right, you see, I remember that one right from the edge of the area. Just little, little, little shimmy, bomb whacked. He's got a great shot on him, brilliant shot on him for an number ten, I think. And you're starting to see a different, more um, selfish, clinical player in in Martin Odegaard because he's he's got it in him, hasn't he, Neil? Oh, hundred percent. He's um uh, he 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 wore the armband with pride, and he really carried it uh, on on the weekend. And he has got he's got a lot to his game. I mean, he was even tracking back. He was winning the ball back, and then his first thought process is forward, 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 forward. His vision is exemplary. His passing is great. Um, you know, there's a couple of unbelievable passes right to feet. Maybe the player, the recipient, could have done better on a couple of occasions. Um, just magnificent, and his energy levels. Uh, I, I, um, so many people mentioned. Look. He's not not the most vocal captain that you're going to have, but he's, 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 he'll do his talking with his feet, and he'll inspire the other players with what he does with in that respect, rather than more the the vocals. But wow, what a performance! And you know, I think he is someone. James said it quite correctly that he will, you know, he will stand up when things aren't going so well. He will stand up and he will talk, but not like that other shyster that literally just shied away and didn't want to know and things were done and all of a sudden we got that one win and all of a sudden oh look he's, he's, he's doing an interview oh, that's amazing isn't it and that's what you don't want to see and I know that we've never I still think we will never replace the Adams and Vera I, just, I think they were just two unique characters and you know I, I, you know, I should, I've got to stop doing that I've got there's less of them as well now isn't there really? yeah exactly there and I, I think now I've got to evolve you know football is evolved everything is evolved technology is evolved the way we watch the game the way we interact with other fans, you know, everything. So I've decided, all right, look, stop thinking about those days. They're gone. We, we, we enjoyed it when it was there. It's gone. So he's a different type of captain, hopefully. I think, I think he will take full responsibility. But the way he plays, the way he's, he's – for me, it's his vision, Jack. You know, he can just instinctively know quickly where to move the ball forward. He's, he's just That's his mindset. He's just constantly thinking about – creating opportunities, you know, finding spaces, 
um, you know, making players work into pockets and all sorts of things. And as you know, Joseph just breaking the lines and just giving us opportunities galore. Now we always knew that of him, and I, it was interesting because uh, was it Gary Inico or match of the day? You might have seen it, James. He just said, "What were Real Madrid thinking, getting rid of him? Because he's an amazing player. You know, the players that he the players that he would have potentially replaced coming of age now, uh, in terms of you know their, their their twilight of their careers and." You know, they got rid of him and it's Arsenal's game at the end of the day. They didn't want to get rid of him. They didn't want to get rid yeah, of him. If you, uh, if you, if you remember, if you remember Ancelotti when he was sold, he was literally, oh, okay. he, he came out and was just like, the club has told me he needs to be sold for me to do what okay, I... Okay, I take that back. Yeah, I did he, know that. He, okay. he, was, he, was, he really yeah. distanced himself from they it. They did yeah. not want to get rid of yeah. him. He wanted to play. Uh, He'd been loaned out three or four times. Mm. He wanted to play and they yeah, couldn't, they couldn't hold well, him anymore. it's our game. Whatever the scenario, it's our game. Yeah. Because he's still very young. Um, I said he's still got to hit his prime, and oh my god, I think what a what a player for the future, and um, just just amazing. And you know what was so nice? It was nice for the captain to get us back into that game. I know. End of the day, look, I agree with you, Jack. When I said it was our worst, I'm not saying it was a bad performance, but because we played so well in the first three games, it looked like a level mm-hmm. that could come down. But actually, I didn't even realise this. I was quite shocked. I looked at. Um, the stats and actually we had shots, 75 percent was it and 75% possession I oh think. yeah we dominated yeah. Neil to be it's, honest it's when, when, when the yeah. goal sorry to interrupt you but um no when, no, no when, I don't when their goal came it did it truly did come out of nothing I don't really recall them having a chance the only other chance I recall them having was after that with the Ben White block and the Ramsdale save and then obviously one or two half chances after it but really that was it and I mean on that if I just go to James quickly do, do you think, I mean, obviously it's a big error by Gabriel and and he's not, I don't want to say he's prone to it, but he's definitely prone to a couple of them a season, um, you know, the, these areas. And he's definitely not our ball playing centre back. He sometimes gets the ball stuck under his feet a little bit. And, you know, you, you don't necessarily want that player that you're playing a crossfield ball to in your own 18-yard box to be to, to Gabriel. I really like Gabriel. I mean, you know, um, we'll get to his goal in a second, but it was a, it was a big error on his part, James, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> we've always we've always said for a very very long time, especially on this podcast, about um, the other teams haven't really beat us. Arsenal beat ourselves, and that was just an example. I mean, um, whenever we have an error for a goal, it normally is that it comes in two or threes because there's a chance there to bail it out. Yet they all just crumble as a collective. Um, for me, first and foremost, what is Bakaya? You should not be playing that. You, you know, two things I always learned first when I first started football. Play the whistle, James. Don't pass it across your own box. Unless it's changed since when I was playing in the early 90s, early 2000s. Um, you t- you're on mute, mate. <laughs> they, they, they do do it a bit more often now, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, first and foremost, he plays him into danger. But like you said, he's got time there. He's got time to rectify that and get that ball, you know, progressed up the field. And yeah, he has a wobbler. And Mitrovic, who, you know, Fulham, when they last come up, did not play him to his strengths whatsoever. He was dreadful. And they were dreadful as a team. But now they realise they know what they're doing. And he's, he's a lethal, he's a clinical striker. And he got the goal. And yeah, we, you know, heads heads could have gone down there, but like Neil said, everybody got a lift, 
and uh, we we went on from there. But no, it, it was a dreadful it was a dreadful goal to concede, absolutely dreadful. But you summed it up just a minute ago. Most of their big chances come after they scored and we equalised and then scored our, you know, the one that you're saying um, where Ramsdale made the save and White made the block, that was after. And um, they had the other one, didn't they? Right at the end, the diving header from the, I can't remember what lad it was that did the diving, but Ramsdale made the really good save again. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you mentioned that Ben White block. Can I just jump in here? I think that's the best game I've seen him play in an Arsenal shirt. Very good. I, I thought Ben White was incredible. He knows really, his opportunities really at right back, doesn't he? And I like yeah. that. I like that because yeah. what he's we, done... We, we're used to people like Niles and everyone moaning yeah, about look it. look at that. He's look like, at the okay. character there, James. Look yeah, at that. I'll just he's crack gone, on. Yeah, he's gone, okay. I, 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 he's obviously looking at Sleeper going, okay, yeah, he's the real mm. deal. And mm. and, and he's, he's saying, I've got opportunity here, rather than thinking yeah. I've been shifted out of my position. But that, that's a big easy, credit. You, you're talking about Saliba as well. Big credit to him because, you know, he's not here, but Michael... You know, he he called it last season. Whenever there's a big physical striker, Gabriel does not like it. And Mitrovic tried it a bit with Saliba in the first half, realised I'm getting no joy out of him. I'll move to his... So that's the biggest compliment you can give Saliba for this game is that Mitrovic did not want it. Went away from him. Yeah, he's like, I don't want it with him. I've tried tried it with him and it's not working, so I'm going to move across. Yeah. So, yeah, good good performance again from... uh, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you on White as well. I've been really impressed with his attitude towards the position. I mean, I mean, Arteta's talked about his attitude quite a lot before. Anyway, he knows he sees something in that player, you know, and he's happy to play in in multiple areas. It's one of the, probably one of the reasons he bought him. But I don't know if he expected it to be quite um, like it was. But Tommy Asu's got his work cut out. I mean, he's got to stay fit, hasn't he? I mean, you know, him, Smith Rowe, that these these players, Tierney, they've got to get fit. And the, the, way, the only way for them to maybe do it might be, you know, the, the, the upcoming cup games. But we'll talk whether we think something might change in midweek. But went one nil down, and um, obviously, you know, all the things are going around in your head, aren't they? Oh wow, you know, you know, it's a big test. It's a big test as this group grown from from you know the effects of last season. Because when we went one nil down, the, the heart went out of you a little bit, certainly in the fan base, and it, it definitely didn't sound like that happened. But we were so positive, Neil. Well, in fact, what we were was we just continued on. I felt we were we were we were, we were really pushing at that point to try to score. It was an error, um, but we just conti- continued on. I don't know how long after it was that we score, but it wasn't that long, was it? More than ten minutes or something. But um, but again, it's you know it's 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 fa- it's actually a really fantastic move. And if you don't, Frank Lampard made a career out of this, out of shooting on site. And and deflections. I've never heard so much about a deflection in my life after this Odegaard one. Frank Lampard literally made a career out of scoring deflected goals. But I think Odegaard's fantastic for it again with a little step over Neil. Um huge goal. Got of we've got to shoot more. I felt in the first half we've got to shoot more. Do you know what I mean? But um and you can't forget the role Saka played as well because he takes up positions that that players people just don't give him credit for. He gets in that inside right channel um on the run. Does it so much, Neil? He's, you know, he's getting, and you know, I can understand why he's been. People are saying that, you know, we're a bit, bit worried about him, and I, I've, I've said it. Look, look, I've said, I've said it. I think I'm worried about him. I just think he needs a rest. I'm going to keep saying it until I'm blue in the face. Boy, he needs a rest, um, and that's that's where the concerns are with you know his replacement. But um, you know, we, we were talking off uh, slightly, Jack and I, before you came on 
James and, you know, just concerned, a little bit concerned that are we going to get this player and then we can understand what Jack was saying. It's hard because he's going to be a non-starter or guaranteed non-starter if we do. But the guy needs a rest and now Pepe's gone on loan. So it's even more more of a need to get a player in. Look, I understand. I think you guys told me that Vieira, when he starts playing, he can play on both sides. Um, he's a bit of a utility player. I get that. Um, and and whatnot. And, you know, we, we've got options. Martinelli, in some respects, I still prefer him on the left. Um, and But I think we, you also mentioned that we need someone more senior. Again, I totally agree with that. I think we do. But having said all of that, quiet games, maybe, but he, he's still involved key moments, quite rightly. You know, he's still doing the very best he can. And I, I can't fault that. You can't, because someone so young, that's what still baffles me about him. You think that he's been there for years now. And it feels like that, certainly because he carried the team for such a length of time. But you cannot underestimate that at any moment in time. There are moments that you can pick out. Even if he's having a quiet game by his standards, he still will not be there at key times and provide a key pass or an interception or just be involved to create something very much like the goal, um, uh, Jack. But uh, so I've, I've got no concerns with him. I just need, I just, we need to think of a way of giving the boy some rest and just let him recharge a little bit and refresh. Because if he doesn't get that rest, then he goes to the World Cup. I, I don't, it's only a matter of time if something more serious could potentially happen to him. And I've, he's such a wonderful player and such wonderful attitude. The way he combated all that crap he got after the Euros, the European Cup. And, you know, he's still come out of that amazing. Let's protect him just a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Um, and Odegaard, the step over, what? Just beautiful. And I was sorry. I used to say years ago, I said, we've got to shoot more on target. We've got to shoot because you never know. All right, sometimes, you know, maybe eight times out of 10, the ball will fly to Mars or something. You know, it'll go well over the net. But you just never know. You might get that one time. You know, I know that we've been accused for so many years and it was a great philosophy to have. And it's great to watch when it comes off, trying to walk the ball into the net a lot more. But, you know, you never know. Sometimes if you have a shot, you could get lucky. And I'm sorry, end of the day, I still think that's Odegaard's goal all day long. And yeah, you did get the, the deflection, but it doesn't matter. What, it, what that showed to me more than the goal itself was our attitude. Odegaard, you know, taking responsibility as captain. And you know what? That was a telltale sign for me of how this season is going to pan out. It was the attitude of not heads dropping after going 1-0 down. You know, and, and it could have been more significant because the players were used to, you know, the come for a great run of three games. Not just a great run because we've got three, nine points. You know, you could play rubbish in three games and get nine points. You can. It can happen if you get lucky. But we played well. We were playing very well. We've seen things from Marcel we haven't seen for a long time. So you, you can imagine. So they're on a level. They're, they're quite elevated. They're on a high. And all of a sudden, they're playing Fulham at home and we're 1-0 down. Oh, my God. And easily the heads could have dropped. But no, Jack, you're right. We just carried on. We just carried on in the same way. Just the same attitude, the same application. And we were rewarded for it. And that is a massive telltale for me going forward for the rest of the season. I think I think things have improved tenfold, lads. 
I really yeah. believe it. What I liked about it as well is um, we didn't get frustrated. You know, like um, when we when we go one 0 down last season, there'd be a lot of sort of ill discipline, you know, silly stuff, talking back to the ref and stuff like that. We just continue to play, which which shows to me that we. We, we, we're, st- we're starting to believe a lot more in the way we play and we're starting to trust a lot more. And, and of course, we, we know we're going to go 1-0 down at times. It's going to happen. It happens to every team. You know, City went 2-0 down at the weekend. But um, we have to be able to bounce back. And if we continue to play like that, there's no reason why we can't because we're creating so much. The volume's there. Creativity's there. Um, it's no longer, oh, I'm worried about mustering up a chance or whatever. But, um, which really, Eddie, did he come on before the equaliser, Eddie? Um, I'm yeah. trying to. He did come on, right? Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Really good cameo appearance again, uh, James. He's your boy, um, but real provides a lot of energy, a lot of running through the channels. I think it's the all black boots, to be honest. But I was an all black boot guy myself. But um, but um, I'm putting it down to that. But he's really surprised me, Eddie. I think he's a real. I mean, from the bench, when you need something in an attacking sense, he's my first player I'd go to at the moment. And you've got. Smith Rowe on the bench. You've got Fabio Vieira on the bench. I don't know a lot about him, so I'm not going to say too much about But do you know what I mean? And that's credit to him, James, isn't it, really? Yeah, and you know what? I, I think he plays really well with uh, Hazel. I mentioned it last week as well. I think he, he them two together, they really seem to have something going on and they like it. And, you know, when he come on straight away, he went to all of them. Yeah, three, five, two, boys. We go three. You know, he done it with his fingers and said to yeah, we're moving three, five. Two. And you know what? It, it paid off. It did pay off. And I'm, I'm very, very happy. But, um, you know, touching on the goal again, what I like as well is, is it's the celebration from Odegaard because he turns to all the fans and his hands are like now lift, lift. And uh, Neil, you mentioned that he's not the most vocal. I do agree, but because I think he's just that kind of guy. He's, he, he, I wouldn't say he's shy by any means, but he's just a very, <laughs> it, it sounds patronising, but it's not. But he just comes across a very sweet young man. To, I know I'm only 31, so it's very hard for me to say that someone's a very sweet young man. But he just he just seems like a really nice lad. Like you, you're a good, uh, he, I, said, I mentioned it before, even when he was on loan, they were making him do all the media things, and you got signs where it's like you—you could be—you you look like you're being lined up to be a captain, even before you've even signed permanently. He did that whole thing with the kids, didn't he? Where he was like teaching them the passing and the finishing drill, and then they done a Q and A with him, and they just, you know, they were all up there about five or six, and they just asked him a bunch of silly things, and he laughed, and he just carried on. But um, yeah, I really like that. I, I like that a lot from him. And there were times there where it got a bit bitty with Fulham. You know, some of the challenges were flying in and the refs had to sort of... And Odegaard was one of the first ones that was grabbing the players under the... Like, get away from there, you know, which I really like as well. Because there have been times where we've got sucked in before in the past with stuff like that. And given a what you know, we've got... The refs love to book us. Don't Don't like to book anyone else, but... They, they they love booking us. I mean that that ref nearly lost control of it in the first half. He was absolutely, and I, I don't like going for refs. I'm I'm of that school where you know no, you've got to be good enough in yourself and make the ref an extent because we know they're crap. So don't rely on them to give you anything. Do it with your quality. Which again, like you said, Jack, the, the, we we're at a stage where we're just like the quality will shine through. And just like you said, keep playing. Don't put your heads down. I don't know if you um. Missed it, Neil, because obviously you were there and you were coming back. And Jack, I know you get a different um, 
out there you get different feed from us but sky at the end when they were presenting the man of the match awards gabriel had to give it to odegaard and they had a bit of a joke and a laugh but gabriel said you know um when saliba had the young goal the other day and the whole stadium lifted he said i felt that with when i made because he's like i he, i didn't know his english was that good but he said yeah i made a mistake but he went nobody and he, he called the defense the back you know the rest of the back five his brothers and he said i turned to my brothers and my brothers went to me mate okay you know it, <laughs> it is what it is but leave park it and let's go and a lot has been said about him falling to his knees at the end it's relief it is only you know i'll look at them over celebrating no it's relief we've we've all been there there has been a time in everybody's life where you've done something and you're like oh my god oh my and then in the end when it doesn't you know <laughs> f up as bad as you thought it was going to f up you do don't you you <laughs> you know maybe not fall to your knees type thing but you do you go oh my god thank thank you so much wow okay i, I got out of it there you know like on the old monopoly you know i've got me get out of jail free there and uh i'll crack on so yeah i, I just again like i said there's too much hyperbole going on for other teams yet arsenal for whatever reason don't seem to get it because they, they, they were lining all their ducks up in a row for if we had lost that you can see what the Joe, narrative would have been. Joe, I was going to just add, I think um, what, what you say about Odegaard, I think it was, you're right, you're spot on. It's also what he's doing outside of the pitch as well as what he's doing as captain on. I think he's just representing the club really well. Um, and when I, when, I, when I mean about his vocal, I mean, and I, and I said it earlier, I think I've just got to change. I'm so used to the sergeant major, I like it. I still like it. I'm not going to shy away from that. I was... You know, I started watching, I was born and bred with Tony Adams and and, and maybe before that. But I and, and they are just more vocal and but it doesn't necessarily mean I have accepted now or coming to accept it. That isn't the only way. That isn't the only way. And I think Odegaard yeah, is doing it in his own you're special not, you're, you're not you you're not wrong, Neil, because every single time on Twitter and you, you, you see it at least once a week, oh, what player from the nineties would you put in this Arsenal team if you could? What player from the Invincibles would you chuck in this Arsenal? And I always thought Dennis Burkamp and Henri would run these things. But every time it's Vieira at one, Tony Adams, at, and everybody puts it. You're not the only one. Everybody puts in the comments, oh, just to have that general in there, just that would help. And they're not wrong. They're not wrong. You know, I would love a regeneration Patrick Vieira in there, <laughs> especially when party's not going to be there. Oh God! Absolutely, God. I'd love. I'd love. Imagine I'd love if you're now in this team. Oh, oh, boy. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be flying. It'd be absolutely flying. Imagine Saliba playing next to Tony Adams. Oh, come on! Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've that, look, yeah. we've conceded, stop, stop. we've conceded three goals all season, and two of them have been massive defensive errors where it's come out of nothing. One of them we got you know, taken, taken down the left side a little bit and, you know, defensive error and goalkeeping error a little bit. And it was a collective thing. But um, the two errors are, and I, I'm, you know, touching wood, but I think those are two errors from centre-backs that aren't liable to make many, to be honest. Right. I, they don't strike me as though. Gabriel definitely has the odd one in him. We've seen it before. But he's also really deadly, you know. That's his eighth goal as a Premier League centre-back. I think that's the most any centre-back has scored in that time since he scored the first. Um, 
he's really well i mean we're dangerous from set pieces but but he's he, he's really dangerous and for us i mean it's a huge redemption aren't we've had center backs that have been low on confidence and poor made individual errors game in game out so when you can see it you know when you see him redeem himself in the same game that's the perfect ending to it and nil we've always said about leno because i think all three of us on here have had a little bit of concerns i think i text james this the other day that he had two main errors at leno that were constant one he couldn't play with his the ball at his feet he's like david de Gea. and the other one was for a six foot four bloke he looks very small in a crowded box and you saw that against um a brentford last season didn't you uh, um away first game of the season old biscuit hands is they start flopping over and he becomes T-Rex, doesn't he? he? That's what he does. And that's what he does, doesn't he? And he, honestly, and I don't know if Saliba knew it, but Saliba, I thought, I wondered, I went, why? Obviously, Saliba's going mad with the last minute, we scored a goal. But he's going mad. He made a huge difference there, Saliba, because he just stood on his toes and said, I'm just going to jump with you. He didn't touch him. I'm just going to jump with you. And I don't know if he knew about our reports on Biscuit Hands, but if he did, I'd say William Sleeper's played an absolute blinder, hasn't he? Because I, I didn't see it the first time. I had to watch it like three times. I went, what was it? Why were they moaning? Why? And it was just old Big Willie Saliba just standing right in front of him and saying, I'm going to jump with you. And he knew he'd go flapping like a, like a box of shortbread, wouldn't he? So brilliant. Uh, it would be nice to know if uh, uh, I said I'd been watching the podcast stage and listening to you guys and he said right Saliba get on it get on get on there now because that's where he's fallible I have um, to believe and, he did and, and, and yeah well why not why shouldn't you um, you know I, I don't want to have a go at Leno I, I love I, I thought he's a consummate professional I don't want to start he was. ripping he was. holes into him he and was. you know a lovely guy absolutely lovely guy and um, you know, he's, he's not with us anymore, so that's it. Let's park it. But yeah, yeah, Saliba got into that. He, he made a made him made a menace for it was massive, massively so. But of course, and I didn't realize this that when we were there, we, the celebrations would go for a long time, and then all of a sudden, you get checking the goal, and everyone was like, What? what oh, you and guys were texting later, me that. It was, and it's like, um, a possible handball. I mean, god, Jesus, thankfully, thankfully. It was all all right, and we got the got the goal. But God, it really, really scared everyone in the stadium. Everyone just was stunned into silence for that little moment. Thinking, hang on a minute, what what could have yeah. possibly gone wrong there? But you know, I'm so pleased for Gabriel. You know, I mean, he's he's probably felt bad about his mistake. It was a mistake. You know, that's what that's another thing. If if it had remained that way, and it remained a one nil, and it was because of that error. Fulham wouldn't have beaten us for my book because it was, but what I said, I said, for me, the biggest fear at the moment from the way we're playing, the only team that can beat us is us, is our silly mistakes, our complacency and all of that. Thankfully, complacency wasn't there because the attitude was good, um, but this time it was an error. It wasn't the other team beating us. It was an error on our part. So we just got to iron those things out. You know, Ramsdale made one that or could have made a couple earlier in this season, which could have been you know, could have led to worse, worser outcomes. Um, thankfully, none of them have so far. Uh, that's why we took the league, of course. But um, you know, if 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 we can iron all of that out, we are going to be some team to beat. We're going to be hard, and it will have it will have to come down. So the only way we lose is that other team have to beat us. 
not we are letting them win by making unforced errors, as they say in tennis. The other team will have to beat us. And I was so, so thrilled for for Gabriel. I can't tell you because the way um, the, the crowd got behind Saliba that time for the own goal, I just loved him for it in regardless. It was almost like him getting, the, not just the crowd support behind him, but him almost redeeming himself by getting the winner was amazing. And Sinchenko's celebration. Oh, Sent back such... another week, didn't it? Oh, what, what the club means to that lad and what he gives us on that side of the pitch. Oh, mate. You know. Proper player, isn't he? He's just a player. Do you know what? I know, I know, again, we were talking off air. Just imagine if we can get those one or two players in, Jack. We are really yeah. formidable. I, mean, I, think we're, we already, I think we already are formidable, but I just think that we need more. Just add. We, we need, need more. more. Correct. Yeah, yeah we, just, we thought this in January. So, so can you know. I just say on the second goal as well? We, we're talking a lot here about keep on going. Martinelli had the corner in the first half that hit the bar. He, you know, again, Leno was, was sort of tracking back and everything else. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, <laughs> um, and he could he, his corners weren't at it for uh, other than the one that hit the. But you know, and you could have easily have took him off the corners and gone no, try something. But stuck by him, and he yeah, he, he paid off in the end. He paid off in the end. And other than the corners, I, I thought he had another good game as well, Martinelli. I Full of energy, him and Jesus. Like, he's, he's, he's just a nuisance player. He yeah. is. He's just an incredible nuisance player. People talk about you know you don't what what players would you not want to you know wingers would you not like to face? I think he's going to start making that category. Yeah. I really do. Oh, he's up there. He's yeah. up there for sure. I mean, obviously, him and Jesus, I didn't feel like they were necessarily yeah. pummeling down the goal and getting sort of clear-cut chances, but, the, but yeah. their work rate and their endeavour and their ability to be able to press and keep us high. But the weight after the goal, like Neil said, yeah, it was absolutely insane. I mean, um, when it flashed up handball, even me at home was like, what am I, I, I can see where you potentially think there's a push but I'm like, there's no handball in it. No one's, you know, slapped it or touched it with their. I'm like, you're a mentalist. You're a mentalist, oh, and they've got more. They've shit. got more angles to watch it than me. Yeah, yeah. they've got they've got whatever angles they want. Yeah, I'm like, where have you made a handball? Where have you got a handball out of it? You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, well, you, know. you know the usual. Where have you plucked that from? That's literally how I felt. I'm like, what? Yeah. I know, it's worrying. It was. Can, it, can, I, I, can I? Can I just? Can I make can a sorry, Jackie? Interrupting you, I'm, I'm you know, I'm so glad you two picked out Ben White. I thought he was really, really good, and 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 obviously, you know, he was you know, he saved us at the end with that getting his full body in the way, but equally so, you know, you guys, um, Jack, you were saying that they were a little bit concerned with Ramsdale if he's having a bit of a quiet game. Well, he's put he that was very good. in this game, he was very good, you know, yeah. he was quite he didn't have much to do. But when called upon, especially that second save, oh my God. Yeah. And I was so chuffed for him, chuffed a bit. So there you go. If they can iron out those little errors and, you know, keep focus. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. I just wanted to mention not just Ben White, but also Ramsdale. Yeah. yeah I thought brilliant, Ramsdale brilliant, brilliant kick to Mitrovic in the head as well, weren't it? Super. Yes. Yes. Leon, Ed, Leon Edwards would have been proud of that one. It was a lovely, lovely kick to the head. Yeah. 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 So that was probably his only error, wasn't it? But, um, but no, it was, I mean, obviously fantastic to get a win. I don't know how late Gabriel's goal was because I was driving. Was it in the 90th or was it just before it? It was just before it. Um, 
just before it, I think 88 or something, 86. Um, but, um, 86, 86, you're right. 86, yeah, 86. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I was driving. I just, I know if I'm getting a lot of texts, I, either we've scored or the other team has, so I'm seeing it. And then I have to go back and watch it. But unbelievable win. Obviously, we have the concerns about the injuries. Doesn't look like um, Party or Zinchenko are going to be back this week. Certainly not with the type of injuries they've got. No, 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 they're good. Term. They're good. Um, the doctor, Driscoll, the yeah. Said it yeah, he came out and he said precautionary. So I'm going to so, take him at his word. The problem I've got with that is... Because he, ca- he, was, he was on camera. I'm like, you're going to make yourself look an absolute Nancy, mate, if you're not right. His party sigh, unless it's a dead leg, if it's a strain, I mean, for Wednesday, I'll be stunned. But if it's a dead leg, then maybe. But again, a sprain in the knee, even the most minor of sprains, this week sounds like it's going to be a push, but... And and we could do with it, couldn't we? We've got two games in a week and, and probably, you know, two pretty tricky games on paper, I would say. So so it's um yeah, it's it's a bit frustrating. But again, it it shows us, James, how you know, just with a couple of injuries, how thin we could look in certain areas, central midfield being one of them. And we're seeing a lot of stuff come out. currently it's Monday morning. We're seeing um you know, it would be very, very difficult to do the Pedro Neto deal. I, I, I Obviously, I'm getting pessimistically a lot of January, end of January vibes uh, currently, but there's still three days left in the window. But I don't think it's as forgivable as January because we knew in January that Aubameyang had a huge problem anyway that we had to solve. So getting him out the door was was basically the only solution to it. But Pepe hasn't really had a problem with anybody, right? All right, he's not he's not in the in Arteta's plans, but he's not really had a problem with anyone. We didn't get a good fee for him. We're still paying twenty five percent of his wages. There was literally no need to get rid of Pepe, unless you're getting someone else in. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't change the the group dynamics. He's not. I've not seen him kick up a fuss. He's not even posted a, you know, a slightly ingest social media post. There's been nothing from him unless I've missed it. Um, so James, from my perspective, there is no excuse not to get one in minimum. But we don't make the decisions. I'm just probably making that up. But what's your thoughts, mate? With three days left, um, where do we go from here? There's nothing close. That's what we know. But yeah, I'm um, I'm still I'm still backing it, mate. I'm I, I'm still going to believe that we're going to get the two players over the line. Um, maybe that's me being deluded, and maybe that's me spending all the love tokens for our wealth that we've done at the start. Um, but yeah, I I think I think we're going to do it. I don't know. I again don't know who these two players are going to be. Uh, love, no, you got to give me names. I'd love to. <laughs> I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to give you the names. I'm not trying to be like these journos, mate, that we we, we might sign someone, we might not sign somebody. I'm someone actually... might come in the door. We yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's light during the day and at night it's dark. Yeah, Shocking, no, I'm not, isn't I'm not, it? Yeah, I'm not going to give that kind of analysis. Um, but I, I, I'm backing it. I, I think that we're going to get the two players over the line and uh, we're going to sort out what we need to sort out because you do not have, you know, I wouldn't say it's a fire sale per se, but you do not clear most of these high earners. You know, you still got you still got Bellerin that's potentially going to have his contract ripped or whatever. He's he's got quite a big chunk of wages gone and everything else. Um, we're in we're in way we're in more competitions than we were last season, and you know a lot of people have come at Arteta for 
saying that, you know, they think he's a bit stupid. I, I don't think he's stupid enough to realise that this squad, you know, it, it, it's what done him last season. They got tired and they just couldn't get it over the line. It, he knows it. And maybe because of the start that we've had this year, he's thinking, oh, you know, I, I might not have to worry about my two points because that he missed out on last year because I've got these good and he's looking at how the other clubs are and thinking, but no, don't, don't take anything for granted. Back, back your manager and get these, get these two, because that's all, that's all we, you know, I I don't think we're asking for much, Jack. I, I think with the money that we've potentially got there and some of the bids that we made even earlier in the window, there's money there and all this FFP crap. Nah, come on. Come on, it's 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 like it's like you're looking at Chelsea, right? I hate I hate comparing to other clubs, but you know, Chelsea's ownership is being funded by a dividend, which eventually is going to have to be paid back. They're going to have to have a return on investment to pay that back. So they're going mad now because they want the short term of just keep us in the top four. Then I can pay all the people. If they don't make the top four this year, Chelsea. They're in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, because even though that, you know, the bloke is throwing the cash around, those investors are going to go. It's not good enough, not good enough. So just we've got to keep got to keep an eye on it because um, we just need to we need to get back to where we need to be, Jack. Really, that's that's the truth of it all. And people say, oh, yeah, but I'd rather win the Europa and still finish sixth, seventh or eighth and then get in. Or No, 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 I want both. I, 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 you know, I said to Neil, be greedy. I'm the same. This lot need to get used to finishing within the top four and continually finishing in the top four. They can't just do it one year and then let's regress back to eighth or sixth or seventh. No, you need to consistently get top. Top four should be the bare minimum requirement. I want us to win the league every year. Might not happen, but that's what that's what we need to be doing. If you know, if we if we're not first, we need to at least be second, in my opinion, and yeah. not second by twenty, thirty points like some of the others have been in over the year. I want to lose it on a couple of points. Yeah, or or and I don't even expect- goal difference. I don't want to lose it on. I definitely don't expect that this season, but expect. Um- yeah, yeah, I, I think um, we're, we're fair to Neil, expect Neil's for. told me it's happening and he don't lie to me. So, Well, um, you know, if we keep it. winning, then we've got to believe it. So one, <laughs> one game at a time. But Neil, James, don't tell me lies. <laughs> James thinks two players coming in still. I mean, that would be a statement. That would be a statement. Because even though we think we need it, I optimistically felt it probably a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't necessarily now. Um, one with not, not getting one in would be a travesty though, because it leaves us really short and vulnerable. I mean, let's not forget, we didn't address the first team centre mid last season. We got the conger in, but he was never coming in to directly start or compete to start. Really. We knew he was a player that was going to build him and Nuno with, with those types of players. that were clearly backups at that point. And I don't think much has changed, to be honest. In fact, as good as Lukonga could well be, he might even be further away from the, from the, from the first team than he was a year ago. So that, that's why I'd watch that one closely. I know he's not really linked anywhere, but I'd, I'd be, I'd be watching that one closely if we do the two, because I, I, he's not getting in now, James, you know, so he's not getting in now. We'll get one more in. I know we've got more competitions to come, but I'm struggling to see it. So Neil, what do you reckon? Are we going to get someone in? 
I hope so. I, I, I actually will be, I mean, I'm as positive as I am and have been, especially at the start that we've had, um, I will be concerned, 100%. Now, the more I think about it now that I'm getting even worse <laughs> talking, I'm thinking, even if it's one now, Jack, which one do you, which one do you go for, the, the centre mid or the, or the right wing? It's difficult now. Both, it's difficult. Both, both with, yeah, it doesn't make sense to get rid of Pepe if there's nothing, no one coming in. I never oh, even looked at it like that. And the club's I, definitely yeah. prioritising the wing. I mean, I think centre mid probably should be right yeah, up but, there. But. Yeah, but 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 then equally look at it at the middle. I mean, you, we lose Barty or Xhaka for any length of time, even if it's three matches. Those three matches can be so key. It's so yeah. fragile, isn't it? It's so fragile, especially the way the league has started this season. I think it might be another bit of a strange one. I'm not saying Leicester levels where they won the Premiership, but it might be a bit of a strange one. And that's crucial then if there's going to be, you know, even two points could make a massive difference. So we can't even afford to lose the likes of Xhaka or Parts. When was the last time anyone would have thought, get this worried about losing Xhaka? But he's been brilliant. He's getting in the box and he's doing his thing and he's changing as a player and come on, all for it. Um, but, you know, it is a concern and I, I'm not going to say names. I got a bloody clue. You know, talk to me about transfers. God, it's like, yeah, I'd have more more chance of um, Don't worry, winning we got you, Neil. We got Jack. you. I'd have more chance of even completing a marathon, let alone <laughs> winning one. But, uh, you know, I, I all I know is we need those two positions filled. You know, I was I was thinking three, when, you know, back in the day, because I was thinking I still think we might need uh, another target man up front. But you know what? I have to give it to him. James Eddie has really impressed me when he's come on. And I like the fact that his attitude is not, he's not, he's not, you know, he, he's, he was wanting to be out of the clubs. He wanted to get more time, but something has changed in him. He's coming on when he gets his chance and playing brilliantly and doing different things, as Jack was saying, that he'd never expected him to do. So I, I'm not concerned with the front line now. I'm more concerned about these two positions. I'm, I'm worried. I've got to admit, Jack, it's bothering me. And I don't know even, even now, as what James said earlier, I, even if we were to get the one, which is great, don't get me wrong, but I, I think we need two. So I don't know. And well, can I just ask you, can I just ask both of you, if we had a choice of one or the other, which one would you go for? I'm edging towards the winger, but here's my theory. We are actually only playing until November 12th. So we've got about two months to play football and then the January window will come around. So there is the option and the possibility to do the other one in in January, you know, and I don't think I know we, you know, you can't rely on that market, but I don't think we plan to not do anything like last January again. I don't think we would. This this January, Jack, will be a lot different because, because post World Cup. Well, you know, that is the world's biggest shop window for yep. footballers, regardless of when it is. Yep. That's all it. That's you know, as much as people are like, oh, so, look how well he's doing. He's carrying his country on his yep. back. He's thinking of himself as well. Whatever player that is, they're thinking yep. of themselves. Yeah, exactly. So there could be movement there. I don't really have Nate. I, I, I mean, Neto is obviously the one that's the only credible link that we've really got for a winger at this point. But, I, I, you know, there's other names there, DRB from Leverkusen, but that's even going to be more expensive. It's a fee issue from the sounds of it. So if it's a fee issue, I'd, I'd watch players like, you know, Asensio from Real Madrid, who's definitely leaving from the sounds of it. I wouldn't want to go that route. And the concern that we have, I think now, Neil, is um, they're really concerned about one wage structure because we've dropped the wage 
so not so low but certainly low low that we we, we don't want to really affect that which which hints at us bringing in younger players because obviously they're not on such big wages and um um the other the other thing is in both positions they're not guaranteed to be starting you know so then you know we have to incentivize that and and i hope no one else is coming in from an offering and a starting position and all that sort of stuff so i see the difficulty but you can't go from the last sort of three or four weeks and remove i think we've removed like eight to ten players for little to no money um and some of which could have done a, a job you know pepe he could, he could be that backup player you know um, I don't. I think we can do better, but you could be that. But so you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense for for us to do that. Centre mid, we, we've got the numbers there, so I do feel it would have to be one in, one out almost. But but winger, there's there's literally space, right? There's literally space for him. I know we've got Marquinhos, but you know there was. Not, I don't think there's much belief that Marquinhos is going to be much more than a a cup player, Europa League player to start with, at least Europa League group stage player. Do you know what I mean? Not someone that's actually going to be rotating into the Premier League, at least not to begin with. So, um, I I I'll, I think one. I think we'll get one of the one of the two because I just can't see us doing both now because because of how late it is, but also because you know it, it just seems like it would be probably an eighty million outlay and for. Chelsea and Man U, that seems fine, but I, I don't know if I see us doing that that big that late. Um, that, but we, but we have been known to do one, you know, late in the window. Party was the last day. Tommy Asu was the last day. So in summer windows, um, Arteta and Mikel and um, Edu very relaxed, very very relaxed. You know, which optimistically tells me that they've got something up their sleeve. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they've got something. I'll tell you what, if they do, maybe we'll try and get on here for 30 minutes and, and chat about it. Otherwise, we're not doing anything um, after the Villa game. Unless we, obviously, if we win, we'll try and do something. But but um, let's do our predictions for Villa. And should we do predictions for, for Man U as well, just in case we can't get on um, post-Wednesday? Neil, what you got? Uh, Villa, home. I think it's a 7.30 kickoff. And, and Man U... I think it's a seven thirty kickoff, and Man wow. U um, away. But I don't. I haven't even looked at the time of that one. But two tough games, Neil. What's your predictions and first scores? Yeah, I'll be sensible. I, I, I've got it on my face saying five nil or six nil. I'm just me being optimistic. Four. But, uh, <laughs> 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 um, oh God. Uh, I uh, yeah, they are tough games. Uh, to be honest, any team, any any game in the Premier is tough. I'm sorry to say, it is. It is. Any game is tough. Um, it's that level of, 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 of the way the league is. But let's go, Villa. Um, I, oh, I, I do want Jesus to score. I'm, I'm not concerned that he's not scoring, but for himself, I want him to score. I don't care what the media say. The media can go hell. We, we, end of the day, we're, we're twelve points out of twelve. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Right. Eleven goals. So, so it doesn't matter who's scoring. But I, for, but for him, two, I mean, two those two games. I want him to get back into the scoring mindset. So, because we need him, we need him to be that consistent scorer. So, I want Jesus to score. So, I'll say Jesus to score. Um, I'm actually going to go 2-0 for Villa. I'm going to be a lot more conservative. So, 2-0 Villa and Jesus. Man United, wow. Uh, they've, they've decided to wake up, haven't they? Bastards. Excuse me, French again. Um, Spending uh, about 220 million helps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, boy. God. Do I do this? And it will be very unnil like. Do you know what? I'm going to go one-one, Manu. I'm going to go one-one, Manu, and I'll say uh, Martinelli actually. So Villa two-two nil, 
Jesus, 1-1, Man United, Martinelli. Okay. James, what about you? Yeah, um, I think Villa look muck to me, absolute muck at the moment. So I think we need to capitalise on that. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 win and I'm going to pick Jesus as well for that one. And then Man United, it's it's really difficult because I need to see how they play midweek against Leicester. Um, Are they away at Leicester? They are away at Leicester. Okay. And that has been a bit of a bogey side for them in the last few years. But they, again, like as much as I've just said, Villa look muck, Leicester look absolute muck as well. Bottom of the league, aren't they, Leicester? Well, yeah. And I think if he doesn't get a result there, I think he's out the door. I I think that Brendan's not going to last. So Man United is, uh, it's really really hard. Really, really hard. I mean, um, my head said draw as well. Uh, my heart's saying we're going to absolutely smash in the bits, but yeah, my head, my head's saying a draw. So do you know what? I'm, Neil's done one all, so I'm going to go two two. Yeah. Um, both taken my results. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say um, they're not good at set pieces, are they? So I'll say Saliba or Gabriel from a set piece. Saliba um, or Gabriel, yeah. But you know, hopefully we um, we might be able to get something in before Man United, and then uh, my prediction. Yeah, might, might I'll tell change. you what. They, they were they were dreadful against Southampton, Jack. But Southampton just had nothing. You know, it was very reminiscent of the Forest game against um, them. Lot down the road. Yeah, they, they were they were dreadful. But they, the other team, you know, they, they didn't create what they class as those high value chances. They let them yeah. have the they let them have a lot of the ball and they let them have certain chances. But. I think if they come up a, against a side like us, that's a bit, you know, we start well and we're thriving. We could easily do what Brentford did to United, easily, even mm. with these new players that they've got in. Mm. So yeah, I mean, they're obviously going to have Casemiro starting. They'll yeah, have that Anthony in the squad. It'll be a different, much different yeah. team. Yeah, and but I, I, you know, I can, I can see us, you know, if we wanted to, giving them an absolute impression, yeah. but. We'll just see. It's like I've always said, just just play the 11 that are on the pitch and not that bloody badge and that stadium. Again, play, last season. Play those 11 players. It was a problem, wasn't it? It was a problem and we've got... Uh, but but Jesus, we really want Jesus and Zinchenko in the team for that one. Um, oh, uh, I'll keep, my, keep my fingers crossed. You know, they know what it's like. You know, it's been a, a derby for them, hasn't it? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, can't go beyond uh, a, a Villa. I still think it's going to be a tough game. They've come to Arsenal and given us some tricky games over the years. So, I'll, um, I'll go 2 1 Arsenal for Villa. Um, I'll go Jesus as well. And I'll go. I'll go. I'll go nil nil, I guess. Nil nil at United. Um, and uh, yeah, no, no, a no scoring game. That doesn't sound likely, does it? But I don't know. Um, we'll go nil nil there. But um, I was going to say one more thing on the on the, on, on the transfers. Um, oh, um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go one in. I, I, I'll still keep my eye on Neto. You know, I'll keep my my eye on Neto. Wolves will take something if you offer them the right price. That's my belief on Neto. Um, and I think. The question I think is, can well, we offer them the right price? But I think we can. I think as well, Jack is. Um... And it sounds nasty and I hate it. I hate myself for saying it. But I think if the player forces the move, then they'll, because, you know, they've already, Cody going was a big influence in there. Bolly apparently didn't want to turn up because yeah. he's had enough. Sent him back um, in, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think Neto, if he starts going like, come on, this is for me own development, it's Arsenal. Yeah, I, I think the problem is, is... um 
Wolves, are, he's so important to them. And like yeah. we've said, there's three days, let they're like, where are we going to find a player that can produce your type of level with three days left in the window? But, did they, in their last game, did they start both of their new players? That was um, Nunes and the, what is it, uh, Guedes or something yes. like that. Yeah, both of them played. They yeah. both started and Neto played, did they? Yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm just wondering, I don't know a lot about those two players. I'm wondering mm. if one of them fills his position. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah. tells me maybe not. No, and and Neto, Neto played really well, um, but he, he did get hooked because he got a book in and uh, he looked like he was getting a bit wound up out there. So I think they just, you know, yeah, just out I saw of precaution. That part. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Well, just offer him Reese Nelson. Offer him Reese Nelson and uh, say he's lovely. He's a really good player and and it could be good and get bring us Neto. But I'm going to say what one and Neto, I'd watch Neto. I, I don't think we, we can do two, but I think if we don't do one, I'll be really frustrated because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me what we're doing otherwise in terms of skimming the squad. I'm just not getting it. But um, boys, it's been great. At Purely Arsenal FP on Twitter, Purely Arsenal on uh, YouTube. Please subscribe to us there because we post it and you can see our lovely faces. We're trying to do one a week minimum. This week is a unique week. We will try our best if something happens big like we're claiming in the transfer window and um, five wins of five happens. I don't know if you're going to be able to keep us off, are you? So we're going to have to find our way. Back on well, we only recorded me with anyway, according to loads of people. So, thought yeah, let's give us off. Exactly, exactly. That's it. That's it. That's what we do. Um, but boys, it's been great. Uh, thank you to everyone that's listening. Posts on Twitter. We try to get back to as many of you as we can. Um, Mike, hopefully, getting back on at some point as well. Um, and f- let's make it five wins out of five. Well, or we'll, let's make it six wins out of six. If we get to that point, but let's go five wins out of five first. Not get ahead Come of on. ourselves. Come on, the Arsenal. Come on. Come on. Come on.